Ladies and gents, welcome to A Milestone in Episode 10 of Shane's Sports of New York Plus, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SonyPlus.com, among many other media platforms. I am your host, Shane Palma, and yesterday was the official MLB trade deadline, which typically means we're in for an action-packed day up to the last minute, but this year just felt different, aside from two major blockbusters. After everything is said and done, it's time to look back at these deals and determine who truly won or lost the day. Right now, I'm joined by Sony Plus Baseball writers Robert Stewart and Pat Fagan, both of whom have been regulars here on the podcast. What's up, guys? How you doing, Shane? Uh, my name's Robert. I am from just south of Washington, D.C., big Nats fan. I'm going to the University of Arkansas this fall, and uh, I'm ready to talk some trades. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm Pat, uh, regular on the show. Uh, you know, I'm big around these parts. So. He's, he's been here a few times. Robert was on an earlier episode when we talked about uh, some other MLB players. But today, all about MLB trade deadline stuff. I think we can all agree that yesterday was very underwhelming. And I'm going to start off immediately with a point that especially affects me and Pat here. Because the Yankees, along with the Red Sox and the Dodgers, did not make any significant trades yesterday. Uh, three teams at the start of the season who were definitely all favored to win the World Series are now staring at teams who have bolstered their rotations, like the Houston Astros. Uh, you could even say the New York Mets if they're going to be in contention. Um, and teams that have added more bats, like the Rays and the Cubs. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see um, how these teams play out, especially when guys come back from injuries. But I'll start with you, Robert. Why do you think that these teams didn't add anyone, and should they have added anyone uh, on yesterday's trade deadline? Well, that's a good question. You know, um, Boston was was the first team to to make um, I don't know if you could call it headlines, but the news when they got Cashner from the Orioles earlier this month. But I, I guess they felt uh, you know okay with that, and and that's what they're they're going with. Um, they're they're very much in the wild card race, so they're. They're probably going to count on their their World Series championship team from last year. I know you guys hate to hear that, but uh, yeah. they're going to count on that roster to to get them back to the promised land again, hopefully. And certainly Ben Intendi, your guy, Robert from Arkansas, has been picking up lately and has definitely been a boost to their lineup. But, Pat, let's let's talk about the Dodgers for a second, Pat. You know, they added Jed Jerko, an infielder, like they usually do, mm-hmm. adding that extra depth. And they just got A.J. Pollock back, but... Do they need someone else, especially in that bullpen? Because they were supposed to get Felipe Vasquez yeah. and they never did. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the bullpen's a little shaky. I know they have Baez, uh, Flora just got activated, and uh, Jansen. But he's been he's been very shaky. Um, I think if they would have traded uh, two of their four big prospects, um, I, I certainly would have. Um, if Even if I was a Dodgers fan, I would have wanted my team to go out there. And, you know, I, I, if I'm a Dodgers fan, I, I don't want to just make the World Series again. I think I think the time to win is now, um, I'm, and certainly Felipe Vasquez would have definitely played a huge role in the playoff push. But uh, I think I think they're you know it doesn't mean they're a bad team or anything. They still have a legitimate chance to you know make it far in the postseason. But you know uh, Felipe Vasquez would have solidified them as a clear frontrunner. And I totally agree with you there, Pat. Uh, Felipe Vasquez definitely would have been a great addition to the Dodgers bullpen. They also definitely would have been uh, benefited greatly from adding guys like Archie Bradley from the Diamondbacks and Will Smith from the Giants. Obviously, I don't know if those in-division teams would have done trades with the Dodgers to help them get ahead, especially with the Giants in 
uh, win now mode, which we'll go into a little bit later. But uh, you, Robert, you talked about Boston. Pat, you talked about the Dodgers. I'm going to talk about the Yankees. And Pat, I'll definitely let you get a say in this. The fact that the Yankees, who you have to look at the season, even with the injuries, as World Series or bust. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at the season as it's lost and a failure if you don't go out there and bring home the 28th championship to the Bronx. It just It's frustrating as a fan to consistently see guys like J.A. Happ and C.C. Sabathia and even more recently James Paxton uh, this season, unfortunately, the way he's pitched, just get lit up every single night. I know they just went on a streak where they gave up, I think it was five or six games with seven-plus earned runs. And, you know, they ended up winning that series against the Twins, but they lost the series against Boston. But it's it's very irritating to just watch pitchers um, basically just look like they're lost on the mound and have the hitters still produce in the box, but you just can't win games. Even with the bullpen recently, uh, it hasn't been the strength that we've seen in the past. You've had more guys like Nestor Cortez Jr. and Stephen Tarpley who have had their moments but still are not reliable as guys in the past like David Robertson and Delon Batances, who's injured right now and who could come back come September, and that would definitely be a huge boost. But, you know, losing Luis Severino and not having him pitch a single inning this year has definitely affected the ball club, I think, as a whole, especially missing that ace. Um, and while Tanakh has been probably the best pitcher we've had over the past, you know, few months of the season, he just got rocked and uh, for 12 runs against the Red Sox, which is just embarrassing to leave them in that long. But you, that's, again, Aaron Boone just couldn't go to that bullpen to tax them again because of how much they pitched, mm-hmm. just because of how many runs the Yankees starting pitching has given up. Um, and, you know, you hear rumors, especially yesterday, what we heard with, oh, the Yankees are looking to Tanner Roark, a pitcher that would not help in any any sense of the word starter because he might go four or five innings and he'll give up three runs and that's a quality start. But then you're going right back to that bullpen and that doesn't help you at all. And, you know, you could have added guys like Mike Miner or Robbie Ray and I get those asking prices were high. And while I definitely wouldn't have given up Debbie Garcia and Clint Frazier to get a Robbie Ray, I definitely would have tried to make a move. And I would have done that for Madison Bumgarner. I would have, you know, they threw in Will Smith. I definitely think it would have been a great trade back for the Yankees that they would have, added both rotation help and bullpen help. But, Pat, what do you think of this whole situation? Um, there's a lot to touch on. Um, I think I, it just irritates me just to see it's like another deadline passes, and it's just like you don't get that 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 true postseason ace. Um, we thought it was Sonny Gray two years ago. It wasn't. We thought it was um, Jay Happ last year. And yeah. it, you know, well, and he, he was, was solid, solid but, but he wasn't the game changer that you needed him yeah. to be like – a cinder guard would have been yeah. if you got him this year. Yeah, and I think the thing is, Cashman is too scared. He's more worried about losing a trade, and it it, it just it irritates me so much. You have to pay a premium for pitching, um, especially if you're a contender, especially if you need, especially if you're the Yankees, especially if you you have a desperate need for pitching. Um, and it, you know, it, the other teams use that as leverage to add another prospect. But you know, you have Clint Frazier in Triple A. Um, just rotting there. No use for him. Even, look, when Stanton comes back, either Mike Talkman, who's had the best average in the month of July, or Cameron maybe one of them will have to go down. And it, it, it's, it sucks to see, but, you know, uh, Frazier really, it, unless he's DHing um, now with a boy going on the IL, um, he really has no use for this team. And I hate to say it because I love Frazier, but 
if you really couldn't find a, a partner to trade Clint Frazier for a, a decent starting pitcher for, I think that's inexcusable. Um, I think it sends the wrong message to the, to the fans. Um, it, it's just it, it's ridiculous. I even they it, the fact is like they did absolutely nothing. They couldn't have even gotten Aaron Sanchez, who now Houston got, and he's throwing ninety seven in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. He's disgusting. His splits from starter to reliever. Career-wise, is insane. He's a he's a dominant reliever. Has a potential to be a dominant reliever, but you know, for Cashman to stand pat and use the the, the yo whoa our IL additions are going to be our you know big trades and you know it, you just can't bank on that. And I think it's ridiculous. And before Robert, I get your take on this as an outside fan from New York uh, to Washington D.C. I just think that what Cashman has done in the past is GM is wait until that August waiver deadline. But there, that doesn't happen this year. There is no August waiver deadline. There's one trade deadline, and it was yesterday. Obviously, he got Luke Voigt last year for Chase and Shreve, an absolute steal. That definitely boosted the Yankee lineup going to October. But there's no there's no chance of that happening this year, and I just think they completely missed the boat on getting a starter. Robert, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I totally agree. You know, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the American League, but um, I, I did an article for the site a few weeks ago about the best rotations of the first half, and and the Astros were at number three, and you know the there was one thing that they could have done to 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 top that list, and I think they've done it by trading for Zach Greinke. Um, the Astros are easily the Yankees' biggest competition, and they've outdealt the Yankees at the deadline and got stronger. And I'm pretty sure they're just about tied atop the American League right now. And you know the Yankees didn't do anything; the Astros did, so. It, it seems unlikely, you're right, that, that the Yankees uh, are going to pull uh, an AL pennant or a World Series out of out of this year. Um, you know, Robert, I, I respectfully disagree with you. Um, listen, th- their offense is just – it's just too good, right? Like, listen, um, we haven't had Stanton the whole year. Sanchez has been hurt here and there. Like, I think once you get all the guys back and Judge finally wakes up, I think we could go toe-to-toe with Houston, although they have – the edge uh, with the rotation. But um, two other things I wanted to touch on was, look, uh, just because, you know, like just because you get the big guy at the deadline, it doesn't particularly mean, like, you're going to win it. Look, remember when the Dodgers got you Darvish? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Remember even uh, Detroit, 2014, with Price, Scherzer, mm-hmm. um, even Porcello. When he was, I'm missing one. Sanchez, Anibal Sanchez. They had, yeah. they were disgusting. But uh, Doug Fister, too. Yeah. And, uh, but one more thing I wanted to say about the Yankees was um, if you're going to really rely on your bullpen for the postseason, um, you need an innings eater. And I know it's it's an ugly name, but if you get Tanner Roark, like at least he eats innings. You know what I mean? I know it's disgusting to say, you know, Tanner Roark, you know, pitcher for the New York But Yankees. just the Yankees have, like, half the rotation is built on inning eaters yeah, at they, this point. They don't go. Look, Tanaka pitched four innings yesterday. And he, and that's that's Boone's fault. Leave him in. You're taxing the bullpen way too early. That's that's my biggest concern. Taxing the bullpen way too early, and they're going to be burnt by the time postseason comes. It happens every year. Look at the Dodgers. Every single year, um, they had Brandon Morrow. He pitched, he pitched like a ridiculous amount, and he was he's almost falling off by the time the uh, postseason was over. And look at Chapman too. Mm-hmm. The Cubs give up that homer to Rajai Rajai Davis. Well, that was, I know, and then looking back at that World Series, obviously 
Chapman, that wasn't completely his fault. No, that was, no, that no, was no. more Joe Madden's fault for putting him in for yeah. multiple two oh, innings yeah. across I mean. the World Series. Yeah. yeah, but that's what happens when you go to your bullpen so much and don't trust your starting rotation. And you know, we could talk. Obviously, Pat and I could talk about the Yankees all day, but that's not what we're here to do. And Robert, you mentioned the you pay attention a lot more to the National League, and in the National League is the San Francisco Giants, who have recently been making waves coming all the way back from one of the worst teams in the league to a 500 team and contending for that second wild card spot in the National League uh, right behind teams like the Nationals that you watch as closely as anyone else. What is your take on the whole San Francisco Giants situation and being more sellers than buyers? Yeah, that is interesting, right? Because um, their president of baseball operations, Farhan Zaidi, has come out and said that you know they're, they're trying to play meaningful baseball as long as they can. Um, but even though he said that, uh, you know, he dealt like four pitchers. Um, unloading, unloading pitching is not the way uh, to to play meaningful baseball. Like I understand that they can, you know, they added Scooter Jeanette. He is he has been outstanding since going to Cincinnati. Um, but i I don't see I don't see trading four pitchers as a way to keep playing meaningful baseball and. You know they're they're two and a half games right now out of the second wild card spot uh, behind the Phillies and Nationals, but uh, that's going to be that's going to be tough to compete with because there are there are two teams tied um, for the first wild card spot, and there's a team between second place and the Giants right now. Yeah, there's really um, no chance that both the Cubs and the Brewers don't make the playoffs. I think just based on the way both teams are built. And you can even throw, obviously, the St. Louis Cardinals in there. And the Reds, and we'll get to that. the Reds in a little bit, of how they bolstered their rotation by adding Trevor Bauer. And even though they lost Yasiel Week, they could still be contenders. But, Pat, I, I came out with an article not too long ago of the San Francisco Giants and all their, <laughs> their uh, statistics and everything. And if you look at some of the names here, as I, as I have it pulled up, their best hitters are – are like nobodies. Yeah, no, and yeah. and you can't knock nobodies like Mike Yazermetsky. And you know, mm-hmm. he while he's been good and he has an average of 277, and that's the highest on the team behind Steven Vogt, who have over hundred at bats. It's just it's crazy to think that this team could see themselves as buyers and not get rid of Madison Bumgarner in a contract year and just get more depth because their their farm system uh, by ranked by Bleacher Report was 28th in all of baseball, and their on base percentage and their batting average and total home runs and runs scored is all bottom of the league, like very low uh, towards the 30th. Uh, it's just it's interesting that you would trust guys like Pablo Sandoval and Evan Longoria to lead your team to the playoffs. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, obviously, I have a little bit more biased opinion because we didn't end up with Bumgarner. And, but I, I, I think it's a little ridiculous that, you know, they wouldn't sell at the deadline. They could have gotten some legitimate pieces, replenished that farm system. Um, and even, like, if they, they could have gotten close to Major League ready talent. They could have done what the Yankees did in 2016. Right, they contended the next year. Yeah. Right, guys like Kevin Millar, uh, Kevin Pillar. Um, you know, that, that's not really a guy you want. As Brandon you Belt, Brandon Crawford, um, Gerardo Parra. These are all guys that even Joe Panic. They're all hitting in the two forties and two thirties, and yeah. it's just not a team 
that. And, and if you look at all their their splits over the over the past month, a lot of their games are like very low scoring. Like they are yeah, not scoring yeah. a lot of runs, they're, and they're, they're coming from behind. They're pitching well. They uh, are pitching well, but they just traded two of their starting yeah. pitchers, look, Drew Pomeranz and Derek Holland. Look, if they think that they're going to compete like the way they did in you know 2012, 14, whatever, it's not. It's not going to happen. They Buster Posey was. You know, uh, he was hitting the 300s then. They had Matt Cain. They had Lincecum. They had they had Bumgarner in his prime. Um, uh, I'm probably missing someone else too. But they, it just it's just not the same. Um, and for them to have a glimmer of hope, I mean, I, I respect it. But, uh, you know, they should kind of be aware that the, the, there's a desperate need in the farm system. And, you know, they're not they, – I, I believe that they messed up. Robert, it, it almost okay. seems like that they're they're trying to play for Bochi this last year, and yeah. and like you said, it's respectable. But at the same time, you know, I I think you got to go all the way in in either direction, and and selling seemed to be the right way to go. And while they did they didn't unload a few pitchers and get some near near major league ready prospects, uh, they they definitely they definitely did not capitalize because they still have Madison Bumgarner. They still have Brandon Crawford. They still have Will Smith, you know? Robert, as a Nationals fan, obviously you're going to say the Nationals will most likely end up in the wild card, if not winning the division. But what other team do you think has a chance of playing the Nationals in that spot? Um, well, I would I would give uh, the NL – whoever ends up in, in second place in the NL Central um, – the the Cubs and Cardinals are are absolutely deadlocked right now. They're they're currently playing a series. I think uh, the series finale is tonight, and whoever wins that will be up one game. Uh, the Brewers are a half game back so, of both teams, so it's it's a crapshoot. Um, but I think if if it's not in DC, then it's going to be in one of those in all central cities. And just looking at this whole uh, nice spreadsheet that you had made for, for us for the podcast today, it doesn't look like and it doesn't seem that St. Louis made any significant moves either to get better, while the Cubs, on the other hand, added Nicholas Castellanos, who, while he hasn't been his usual self this year, uh, he had a breakout campaign last year, hitting 298, having 23 home runs, 89 RBIs, and then even the season before that, uh, 26 home runs and almost 100 RBIs. He, while on a Tigers team, was easily their best player. And, you know, the Cubs not having the best farm system still didn't even have to get up, give up the biggest prospects to get him. And he can play, you know, third base, both outfield corner positions, first base. I definitely think that he's a significant add and definitely puts the Cubs over the Cardinals in my mind. Um, even okay. though, although uh, I just remembered Marcelo Zuna does come back soon for the Cardinals and does add to their outfield and, you know, Matt Carpenter as well, and having Paul Goldschmidt playing as well as he does. It, it, like you said, Robert, it's a crapshoot at this point of what could be. You can't even bank on the Nationals, sorry to say, at this point, just because of how <laughs> no, Max right. Scherzer is out. You can't. The Nats just dropped a series to the Braves, and, uh, you know, that's that's not what they needed to do at this point because uh, they're, they're not only are they losing ground in the division, but they're they're being chased by a handful of other teams that now include like the Mets and the Reds. The Mets have won six in a row and that's, that's kind of remarkable. And Pat, I was literally just about to ask you on this as a New York fan. And, you know, we run into so many Mets fans during our day. What is your opinion on the Mets being buyers, just like the Giants instead of being sellers, which they should have been? Well, I think they're in a way better position than the Giants. Um, 
Yeah, you know, they still like not trading Syndergaard is not the biggest deal because um, he's young, controllable, yeah, and controllable. He's just and they he's one of the best pitchers in the game. Yeah, they could trade him this winter if you know if things go south from here. Um, Wheeler, even even at that, they could offer him a qualifying offer. He'll take it. Um, if he doesn't take it, they get a draft pick. If he does, and you know they suck next year, they could trade him again. So, the thing is, you just you know as time goes on. Players get older. Yeah, they no, lose totally value. Right. Their injury, especially with guys on the Mets, Syndergaard and Wheeler, yeah. both have very large injury histories. It just it made too much sense to just at least dump one of them to help this farm system. I, I like it though. Um, you know, I obviously as a Yankee fan, I didn't like them getting Strowman, but I like it for you know. I, I think Brody is a bit of an idiot, but all at the <laughs> same time, he's creative and he he goes for it. He reminds me a little bit of a. Uh, Kevin Costner in draft day, you know, mm-hmm. messes up. Oh, you know, we'll give you Bo Callahan for three first round draft picks. That's that's what he kind of reminds me of. He's a, he's a bit he's a bit outside the box. Um, he's a bit of an idiot, like I said, but he you know he uh, you got to respect him for for going for it. Um, and you know the Mets, not, not not too bad. Their fielding is awful. The bullpen the bullpen in the second half is amongst the top five, which is crazy. I saw that. I saw the numbers. And Robert, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but Pete Alonso posted this message to Met fans to hype them up and and tell them to to show up to every single game and get ready because there's going to be a playoff push coming. Oh, Again, as a Nationals fan, being behind the Braves and the Phillies still lingering around, do the Mets even have a chance? Well, you know, I I didn't really consider them to be in the race, but now that they're uh, now that they're on this little win streak, I mean, they're rapidly approaching 500. They're playing better baseball. Nobody's talking about it. Um, it's it seems sort of like we we felt about how we felt about the Giants uh, a couple weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like there there are so many teams to climb, both in the division and in the wild card. I think they're too far back of Atlanta, and they can't hop, leapfrog the Nats and Phillies as well. Um, and you know, it it seems unlikely. I think let's see, Arizona's in front of them. They just dealt Granky. Um, San Francisco, you know, you don't know how that's going to play out. I think Washington, uh, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, they've they've sort of established themselves as as going for it. So, um, you know, there there's some meaning meaningful National League series that the Mets have coming up. That if they if they start to do well, and then then yeah, they're they're put their names uh, in the in the wildcard contenders list. Which is crazy to think about how many teams are actually there. You know, adding Marcus Stroman uh, to the rotation of Wheeler and Syndergaard and DeGrom definitely puts them amongst the top in the league right now, but also in a position that you could say is one of the best rotations in the league. Maybe not top five, but it's certainly top ten, is the Cincinnati Reds, who will they may not be in contention at the moment, with the roster that they have, they could put together a little run uh, with guys like Alex Wood coming back, Sonny Gray having a resurgent year with them, not in the big market like he was in New York, Luis Castillo having a phenomenal year, and now add in Trevor Bauer. Pat, what do you think about this Cincinnati rotation, what they could possibly do after this trade deadline? They're really solid. Um, I like them a lot. Um, Sonny Gray, uh, his, like, you know, I've said this word before, but his resurgence is, you know, due to. Uh, he dropped his usage on his cutter, mm-hmm. and he, you know, um, he's using a slider a lot more than, or a slider a lot less. I wonder this if year. that's because of Lyra Rothschild. Yeah. Well, I wonder what he's telling some of these he's Yankee a total pitchers. Total idiot. 
Oh, oh he's an idiot. I, hate, I cannot stand <laughs> Rothschild. He, he's semi-retired. You just see him in the in the in the. Yeah, he doesn't know, look like out. he cares too much. Yeah, he's, he's oh, I'm so sick of that guy. So sick of him. <laughs> just um, yeah, no, I like it a lot. Trevor Bauer is, you know, I would have personally, as a Yankee fan, I would have dumped the farm for. Trevor Bauer. Not gonna lie, I would have too. He's so he's just so electric. He's been in the postseason before. Um, it's a really good get for the Reds. Um, again, I was a little, you know, a little pissed off um, that they, you know, not really a team that's not looked at as a contending team this year. Um, you know, stole one of the best pitchers on the market, and the Yankees, you know, didn't end up with him. But you know, it's it's a it solidifies the rotation. I like the rotation a lot. It's certainly um, been, you know, a wild trade deadline yeah. the past week. It's Nobody could sellers or buyers and buyers stay put. Yeah, like no one really uh, made a move that needed to make a move, and teams that didn't need to make a move decided to buy all the best players out there. Uh, Robert, what what are your thoughts on the Cincinnati Reds and the rotation in general? Well, um, like you said, Pat, you know the the resurgence of Sonny Gray is is kind of remarkable to watch this year. He's a uh, He's among the top 25 in, in Major League Baseball in, in earn runs average. Uh, he's sitting at 345 right now, and and that's really good for them. Uh, but they have now, after trading for Trevor Bauer, they've got three guys under 3.8. And, you know, if they had if they had a lineup to go with that, that would make for a, a solid, you know, rotation come October because Luis Castillo heading those three is – you know, he's got to be a top three candidate for Cy Young this year. Absolutely. And I definitely think that, you know, maybe if I, I saw today, actually, Nick Senzel after last night is hitting 360 post all-star break. So they definitely have guys that are there. If Joey Votto can start heating up, then we're talking of a team that might make, might make a run. I don't know if they can, can make, make a run. They honestly legitimately can make a run for the division. I totally With agree. how wide open it is with, you know, even though we talk about how good the Cubs lineup is and, you know, how solid the Brewers are and the Cardinals are. That division is still wide open. I think they're six or seven games back, um, totally available for the taking. And as we look uh, at some of the other moves made around the league, pitching was definitely a priority for some of these teams. Shane Green, one of the relievers, along with Mark Melanson, traded to the Braves. Uh, Robert, I know the Braves bullpen like the Nationals hasn't been the best this season, but do those do adding those two, Mark Melanson and Shane Green, put them over the top as division favorites? Yeah, absolutely. It it pains me to say it, but um the the Braves management has done a, an excellent job of, you know, managing their 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 salary, their payroll, and they were able to go get big names like Shane Green and Mark Melanson, who were making a pretty penny. Um, while the Nationals were not, the Nats had very, very little room to work with, but they also needed bullpen help. So while they did acquire three arms yesterday, they weren't, you know, top tier names like Melanson and Green. Um, it, it will definitely help the Nats, but I think after dropping this series to the Braves, you know, it moved them a game back. That's that's not what they needed, and the Braves went out and got the better uh, reliever relief names out there so that was that was really their only weakness and they just they just patched that hole up a little bit pat i'm going to pose you a little bit of a different question here having a lineup that consists of freddie freeman and ronald acuna and josh donaldson and all these other studs uh ozzy alves and dansby swanson and having a rotation of mike soroka and uh, max freed and some of these other uh big arms 
And then now again, finally adding to this bullpen, are the Braves World Series contenders? Yeah, I I, I was um, I was just talking to my dad about this. Um, I think I I perceive them as a scarier team to face in the postseason. Um, the more I, I like more so than the Dodgers, just because um, just their lineup. Uh, it's just so it's so well balanced. Um, it's just it's all like high intensity guys. Um, really clutch. Like you cannot find a more clutch lineup. Um, you know, except maybe the Yankees. But maybe the Yankees. Yeah, maybe you know we, we got to show it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah they're definitely World Series contenders. And you know, adding Green and Melanson to that bullpen, um, yeah, it definitely makes for a scary team. And, you know, if if uh, Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich didn't exist, Freddie Freeman might be in the running for NL MVP this year with some of the numbers that he's put up right in the heart of this Braves order. And as we talk about other teams that could possibly contend for a World Series, after the Indians traded Trevor Bauer, they're only three games back of uh, the Twins for the Central Division title. Uh, and they added Yasiel Puig and Fernando Reyes, two absolutely great hitters. Fernando Reyes among the league leaders in home runs this year. And Puig just having another solid season. He's a free agent at the end of this year. So um, after he serves his, what, third suspension of this year, maybe he'll pick it up again. But, Robert, what do you think of the the Indians selling off one of their star pitchers um, as they get Danny Salazar back to once again solidify this rotation of Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger, and Corey Kluber? Yeah, um, I understand. I understand. Um, you know, Bauer. Bauer's name has been out there forever, and there was obviously that whole incident in Kansas City last yes. weekend. Um, the last pitch he ever threw for the Indians out of <laughs> out of Coffee Stadium. But uh, you know, like I said about the Giants, it's it's hard for me to imagine that that a team that is is you know within arm's distance of the division lead and you know the same distance up on the first wild card. Um, I don't. I don't really get trading the. I don't. I don't get trading the starter. Pitching, pitching is is so important for so many teams at at the deadline. And while you know they're gonna get Salazar back, they've gotten Kluber back. It's their their rotation is still very good, but I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that's gonna help them in October. I think they could still they could still hit their way to the title, but. I don't know if I see him getting past the the division series this year. Pat, scarier lineup slash rotation, Twins or the Indians? Obviously, the Twins. twins Jose Brios. Jose Brios last night threw an absolute gem, albeit against the Marlins. Yeah. And um, obviously, they have Jake Odorizzi having a great season. Yankees destroyed him though. Yes, that's, that's, that that's true. Um, but then you have the Indians. Yeah. You know, especially with their rotation that I mm-hmm. mentioned. Indians. Yeah, Indians are definitely. They definitely have a better rotation. Um, yeah, just their, you know, their, their three. They're, you know, when Kluber comes back, they got Kluber, Clevenger, and Bieber. That's maybe, like, the best one, two, three. I wouldn't say so. I, well, I, when we talk about Zach Greinke, Garrett Cole, and Justin Verlander, I think that would They're right there with them. They're right there with them. You wouldn't agree. I think Zach, Zach Greinke. You don't think that those three – well, I mean, we'll have to it's see close. how Granky plays it's out in Houston. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. You know, he has uh, like social anxiety and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, he's, you know, which he's, is not funny. That is not a joke. Yeah, that's yeah, a real yeah. Thing. yeah. Come on, Shane. But uh, no, no, he's got a, you know, just, yeah, you know, just him in the, you know, postseason big, bigger big markets. Moments. I'm, I don't see. 
I don't see how it'll I want to see how it plays out because who knows. I think like. I think it's remarkable because uh, looking at his stats here, Grinky has played some of the best baseball of his career uh, since he's turned 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, five of his six all-star appearances have come in the last six years. Um, and that's actually like notable because fans don't vote on pitchers for the all-star game. Um, you know, he, in, uh, 2015, he was the runner up for the national league Cy Young with the Dodgers. He was top 10 in MVP voting that year. Um, he's the last time he didn't win 10 games was before, 2008 so he he i definitely think even if he doesn't pan out for the for the astros like they want him to you know wade miley has been has been incredible this year for the first time since finishing second to bryce harper and rookie of the year voting in 2012 so their top three is is definitely you know up there with the with the best um i would i would put them over the indians for sure uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Rob. Um, you know, uh, it, like, it's really, I just don't want to see Cole, Verlander, and uh, Greg in the postseason, but, um, yeah. It's definitely, no. you know, pitching, I, I think that good pitching beats good hitting Yeah. on a, on any given day. Especially I just think, in the postseason. Yeah, especially when you have guys that can go eight innings yeah. and that can shut down a lineup. Yeah. You don't even have to worry about using your bullpen, even if you needed to the next game. And also, uh, keep in mind, uh, they're supposed to have Carrasco back um, in time for the postseason. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully he does. For but the I, Indians this season. Yeah. That would actually be all, all be up awesome. and down. That five-man rotation is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. Um, but uh, their lineup, the acquisition of, you know, Reyes and Puig, um, I love that. They, they needed outfield help. They sure got it. Um, so they have, you know, Mercado, uh, center. Um, and you obviously Reyes have Jason Kipnis, who – Plays center yeah, and second base occasionally, and then you have Carlos Santana and yeah. Jose Ramirez who yeah. step back oh, up, yeah. and Francisco Lindor, and they're a force to be reckoned with. Roberto um, Perez, a catcher who's had 18 home runs this yeah, season, who's yeah. among the league juice, catcher leaders. It's the juice ball, but yeah. <laughs> definitely. And I definitely think that you know, uh, you know, while the, the National League might be closer uh, in terms of teams competing for the wild card, when it all comes said and done, I do think the Indians either end up winning the division. Or they take that first wild card spot, and that second wild card spot could be the Tampa Bay Rays, who, in an interesting spot yesterday, acquired Jesus Aguilar from the Brewers, but in the process of all the deals that they made, gave up three pitchers: uh, Kolarik, Freya, and Stanek, all of all of whom uh, were bullpen guys that they used when they didn't have a starter, and they would go with a, an opening man. So, Robert, I know again you don't touch up on much American League baseball, but what do you think of Jesus Aguilar adding to uh, going from Milwaukee to Tampa Bay? Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, obviously, he hasn't hit nearly as many home runs as he did last year. That was quite a quite a headline last year. Um, but uh, I think Tampa Bay is a little smaller ballpark. Um, you know, he he can fit into that lineup nicely and and certainly bring the pop. Um, it is it is weird for them trading so many pitchers yesterday, but uh, you know they're they're very they're holding the second wild card spot right now. They won three in a row. They're they're very much in content in contention. Um, so as long as they as long as they can manage without those uh, those guys they use as openers, then you know I I think they could do it because they still have 
they still have Charlie Morton and, and Yanni Chirinos, and those two guys have been unbelievable at the top of the top of the Rays' rotation. And Blake Snell, even though he's not been Blake Snell from last year, he's still Blake Snell. So, um, the, well, actually, they have they have some guys that can that can get it done for him on the mound. And you mentioned Blake Snell's name, but Blake Snell's actually been hurt for the past two weeks, and he's out for quite a bit longer. Um, and you say the word contention, but I don't know how much of contenders this team actually is and that they've shown to be. Pat, as a Yankees fan, both of us, we see a lot of the Rays and a lot of the Red Sox. Yeah. Which team do you think ends up finishing higher in, in the division, uh, either behind the Yankees or in front of the Yankees? And if so, which would you see either of them in the wild card? Uh, I got to say, I got to go with the Red Sox just because of what they did last year. Um, I actually wrote an article about it. Um, you know, don't don't count them out. Uh, ben Tenney's been heating up, um, even though even though their pitching has been great of late, um, they still are very much capable of having a, uh, a real hot streak. Um, I and you know not to you know be whatever, but uh, even Dombrowski said it. Uh, I don't see them, them catching up to the Yankees for the division. Um, I definitely see them. I definitely see the Red Sox in the wild card. Um, it would be great if they weren't. Mm-hmm. That would be hilarious. But, you know, yeah, no, I, I would definitely say the Red Sox. They're, uh, you know, you don't count them out yet. And I, I totally so agree with assume, that. Assume that uh, Cleveland gets the first wild card. Who do you like better? Do you like Oakland or Boston for the second? Just the way that Boston. this – yeah, I'm going to say Boston too. And I, I actually I, – I'd probably take the Indians to win that game because I do think the Indians would be home. Um, and you could literally throw out any pitcher on their rotation to go start that game, and I, I feel confident in them. But I do see the Red Sox as the second wild card team, uh, whoever they throw out there. Um, and one thing about the A's, uh, they kind of just pass together the rotation. Um, so whoever goes, well, they are getting Sean Maniah back. Yeah, yeah, but it's just you know it's just it's kind of he's a very good pitcher, um, but especially coming off injury, I don't see him as a huge difference maker. Um, although the bullpen is very good, um, you know, I, I'd still go with uh, Boston. And as you know, as we wrap up the uh, the show here today, I'm going to go around here and just ask who everyone thinks won the trade deadline yesterday and who do we think lost it. So, Robert, I'll start with you. All right, winner, um, I'm going to have to go with Atlanta. Um, I, I really do believe that those two bullpen pieces are going to be incredible for them it's going to definitely solidify their division lead and um and at this point probably the two seed as well um they've got as much uh as much ground on the cubs and the cardinals as they do on the nationals so um they're they're playing for home field in the nlds and i think they may have just secured it um as far as losers go that's tough. Um, you know, you could say the Yankees because because they didn't do anything. Um, you could say you could say the Giants because they were conflicted. Um, um, I I don't I, I, I don't have one. But. Yeah, of course. It seems like it could go either way there, and there it seems it was it was very splitting hairs between who was winners and who was losers because it was both sides of the spectrum. But Pat, what do you think? Uh, for winners. I, well, you know, it's, it's the obvious um, answer, but you got to go with the Astros. Uh, you get a, a really an ace, a top of the rotation guy, and he's going to be their number three um, right in front of Wade Miley, who's having a great year. 
Um, and also, not to count out Aaron Sanchez and Joe Biagini, who have been fairly nice years with the Blue Jays. Um, you plug them in the, uh, you know, their bullpen. Um, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's not really what you want to see if you're a Yankee mm-hmm. fan. Um, you know, even if you get, you know, Cole out in the fifth inning, Brilliant there out in the fifth inning, like it's, you still, it, it doesn't mean you won the game. Um, but as far as losers go, um, yeah, you know, I, I hate to say it, and I don't know if and you this can was say your answer. Yeah, I've got to go with the Yankees. Yeah. Cashman really needed to step up, um, you know, overpay for a starter. Even Robbie Ray, I would have been fine with Robbie I Ray. Been, the Robbie Ray would have been a great addition. I would have been fine with Robbie Ray. But, you know, we came out with nothing. Um, um, but, you know, you can, and you just can't rely on Severino to come back from uh, injury. You can't rely on Matanzas to come back and, you know, be his, his old self. Um, and also, you know, you got Herman on the innings limit coming up very soon. Um, Tanaka has been great. Paxton hasn't been good at all. Um, that looks like a mistake. Um, you know, just, just down the stretch, I just, you know, I, a big concern is the rotation. And I hate to say it, but, yeah, I think they're definitely losers of this deadline. Uh, I'm going to go a completely different direction uh, with winners, with a winner here. And that's going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I think they could have been undisputed winners yesterday if they ended up dealing Robbie Ray to the Yankees for Clint Frazier and Debbie Garcia. But they still ended up uh, acquiring from Miami Zach Allen, right-handed pitcher. And from the Astros, they ended up with Corbin Martin, J.B. Buskowskis, Seth Beer, and Josh Rosas. Uh, three of those guys being three of the Astros' top five prospects in their system. Uh, I definitely think the Diamondbacks put themselves in a good position after getting rid of Granke's massive contract, especially with his age and everything taken into consideration. And when it comes to losers, I'm going to say, Robert, you touched upon it with the San Francisco Giants. I definitely think that because they were so conflicted, they, in a sense, screwed themselves over from getting a better prospect farm system uh, going there by getting rid of Madison Baumgartner and Will Smith. Uh, even Buster Posey, who's been picking it up lately, you don't want to hold on to veterans that are, especially that are in, at the uh, end of their contract uh, in the final year and end up doing nothing with them because that does no good for the team. It costs your team a better draft pick. And in the end, it costs your team a playoff spot mm-hmm. for the future by not adding any prospects. And with all that being said, I want to thank Robert and Pat for joining me today on this thank podcast. You. Um, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank of you. course. It's definitely this was definitely great to break down who the winners and the losers were of yesterday. And to all the listeners out there, be sure to check out SonyPlus.com. Uh, Pat and Robert are both writers for it, as I had said in the beginning of the show. Always putting out great content. Robert does a weekly uh, blog on the best MLB matchups to watch during the week. So definitely be sure to uh, read up on that. As it's always just great information, just keep you updated on everything going on in the American and National League. Uh, And with that, just be sure to keep your eyes out for more podcasts and everything in the future.